And I won't lie, I had to brew an extra cup of coffee this afternoon. <laughs> slow going this morning for me, but all good now. Everybody else drinks coffee, but me, they're always like, oh, we need to get more coffee. We need to get more coffee. And I'm like, like, is it that important? Like, I just don't <laughs> get it. It's so important. It's, it's so important. It's like if you like had a child and they were missing their pacifier, like their right. little, <laughs> their little binky. It's like, if you don't, if you don't have it, it's okay. As long <laughs> as you know, it's right over there for when you do need it. And yeah. it's like this comfort thing. It's like, okay, I can go now. Like that, that box is checked and we can move on. <laughs> the problem is this, this isn't going to sell Andrew on it because he doesn't want to be like that. Yeah. No, no, I agree. Like, I don't blame you. <laughs> So he does, he does like his Coke Zero, so well, that's, that's, that's how he that's, gets his caffeine. That's my number two drink of choice. Oh, well, so, I like yeah, I'm a huge Coke yeah. Zero fan. Today we have a special guest of us, uh, the pen addict, the, the, the true pen addict, uh, Brad Dowdy. Hey, how are y'all doing? Really well, thank We're doing you. How good. are you? Yeah. Good, good. I'm not sure if I like to be known as the true addict, but you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll stick. We'll addict. make sure we'll, we'll make sure we stick pen in front of there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe the true coffee addict. That's um, true. That is. That's my next blog. <laughs> we uh, basically, uh, as Jordan is currently traveling, uh, we decided we'd do an episode with uh, with our first guest. So, thank you very much, Brad, for joining us. Well, wow, I'm I'm honored to be the first guest. I, I really appreciate you you having me on. Oh, we're, we're so, so gracious. Um, that sounded really sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about pens, as me and Jules love pens. I know Jordan loves pens as well, but obviously he's been going a bit more digital recently. Uh, we thought we'd take this opportunity to talk all about the world of pens and stationery, and who better to have on than, as we said, the true pen addict. That's right. Yeah. I, uh, I've... I, Julian and I have known each other on Twitter for how long? Do you think? How long have oh, we been talking pens and paper a, on Twitter? Six, seven, long, eight years. Long time. Yeah, a I, very I remember, long time. I remember reading the 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 pen addict way back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. Back when uh, I mean, I don't tend to use RSS feeds anymore, but mm-hmm. it was one of the first uh, first blogs that I had in my RSS reader. Um, all of the uh, kind of the I think I would say that the kind of pens that I'm into now. And still into now are the pens that I kind of read about on the pen addict back in the mm-hmm. day. Um, yeah. I don't think I don't think my tastes have changed. I don't think the the pens have changed that much, really. The kind of pens that I'm into haven't really changed that much. Um, but yeah, that was that was quite some time ago. Yep, yep, for sure. Yeah, I don't know how many times I'm going to say the pen addict this, this episode. By the way, but, <laughs> um, so so tell us uh, just, to, just quickly for anyone who doesn't know which. I'm surprised if it will be anyone. Um, what what kind of what you do? What the pen addict is? Yeah, so I started the pen addict. It'll be 11 years ago here in about two weeks time. So the blog itself has been around for about that long, and you know, I just started as a hobby, like you know, all of these very niche blogs, you know, tend to do. And I I've always been passionate about pens. I've always cared what. I wrote with and what I wrote on, you know, the pen, the paper, the pencil, whatever it was, it always mattered to me, even when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. when I was in school, when I was in college, when I was, you know, working, you know, in a a regular job. And, you know, I was the guy that would bring my stationery 
you know, to work so I could use the good stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of what they offered at the office. And I was the guy who had a pin cup on his desk with the bad pins so people could steal them and yeah, the ones that other people take yeah. <laughs> yeah keep them away from the good stuff that i kept under lock and key or in my bag <laughs> um until the until the word the word eventually gets out that you're the pin guy and and you you might have something for mm. somebody else but i've been doing that uh almost 11 years now i started a the pin addict podcast with mike hurley about i guess we're about six years into that now maybe yeah. seven three hundred we recorded episode 334 yesterday oh, uh, we crazy. record once a week so yeah it's nuts that i i thought we had about 10 episodes worth of content when we <laughs> when we kicked that off and here we are and you know those things together and i i also own a pin case business that makes yeah, pin do. cases called uh <laughs> called knock oh, yeah. um, which uh we make pin cases so like i i started the blog and it just kind of led me down this path of you know i like this stuff i want to talk about it i want to learn about it more i want to share these things and eventually it grew enough to where three years ago coming up in january 1st i quit my day job and now I do the pen addict and the podcast and knock full time. Like this is my job now. This is what I do. Mm. I am I am the pen addict. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, I, I I know it's a it's a great leap to take. Um, we we ourselves have done it, and uh, mm-hmm. it's definitely it completely changes the way you work as people. But um, yeah, the pen addict podcast, which uh, I won't lie, like I haven't listened from the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. I got into it probably about a year ago maybe. like i knew about it for about uh, probably around three years uh or so and listened less listened like on and off um and then i've been i've been uh listening to it quite a bit recently and i was just like 334 episodes it's just it's just crazy the, the amazing thing is there is always stuff to talk about yeah every single week there is something going on it is absolutely amazing it really is that we we talk about that from time to time. Like every two or three months, we'll start prepping for the show and go, "What do you have?" I, I I'm not sure what I have this week, and and it always by the time the show rolls, we've always worked something out. You know, it's you know our audience is um, really good at participating. You know, with questions. Mm. You know, we'll take questions ahead of time, and we can ha- devote entire segments to answering you know listener questions and things like that, and reading emails but there's always something new either a new product that we want to talk about or something that we're we have been using ourselves that we really enjoy recently um you know it it ebbs and flows whether you know one show is kind of product and review based and Mm -hmm. another show might be business and personal base so it's 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 been a good mix and it's i'm really glad it's been able to sustain itself in I talk to Mike about it a lot and I just don't, there's no end in sight. Like I really like he for, almost forced me at gunpoint to do this podcast, right? I had no itch. Like this was the dumbest idea I've ever heard in my life is what I told him when he asked, said we should do a podcast about pins. And I just said, that's ridiculous and blew him off. And <laughs> He's then pretty I, good at those podcast ideas. He is. He he, he, he <laughs> seems is. to he seems to be know know what he's doing a little bit. And luckily, after a couple of weeks of prodding all these years ago, I said, "Okay, let's do this." And and literally, like I thought, we could maybe squeeze out 
10 episodes of something <laughs> and it just never stopped because neither Mike nor I are were at the time were experts. So we got to take this journey and figuring mm. all this stuff out. You know, I, I knew more at the time than Mike, you know, that's how we presented the shows. Like I would teach Mike a lot of things, mm-hmm. but then it's still a learning process for me because like Julian was saying, like there's always something going on, like in the stationary industry, which <laughs> when you say these things out <laughs> loud, it's like, boy, that is super weird, but it, it just works. I don't know. And me and Mike, uh, enjoy talking to each other. We've, uh, We've had fun doing it for all these years. And like I said, we're not stopping ever. So, so one of the things for, for, <laughs> for me that was, um, you know, kind of super interesting about, about the show was, I mean, early on, it was mostly about things like the, you know, the gel pens. And I, I kind of, I, I don't really have a good way of describing those kind of pens versus um, fountain pens. I don't really know what the, what the best way to, you know, to lump that category as being, I suppose, store kind of standard. I call pens. them, I've kind of fallen on standard pens is my yeah. kind of delineator there between fountain pens and standard pens, which means everything but a fountain pen. <laughs> so, so you obviously got into fountain pens like during the, the course of the show, really, um, because you didn't, you didn't tend to use them so much, um, at the beginning. And I think this is actually quite an interesting thing for us because myself and, and Andrew, we, um, we tend to use those kind of standard mm. pens mm-hmm. and we use them a lot. We love the, um, you know, analog note taking, especially, you know, because we, we are, you know, we run a tech company. We, we use a lot of computers all the time. There's something to be said for this analog note taking, um, you know, pen and and paper there's something there's something really kind of special about it but um i think very much we're uh way more into the the standard pens than you know fountain pens um i actually i think i've only got two i think i've probably got two lamy safaris fountain pen wise i Mm -hmm. think i think that's it i was thinking about this earlier and i was like i don't think i've actually had a fountain pen since i was a kid so i don't really count Mm. that uh, yes. I'm, I, I very much count myself as like a fountain pen virgin mm-hmm. and I know like very, very little about it. Yeah. And that's about how, them. that's, that's how I was when I started for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think actually it might be interesting to kind of, um, you know, talk about fountain pens a little bit. Um, but one of the things, one of the things about those kind of, um, standard pens mm. is that I'm still using basically the same ones that I used 10 years ago. Yep. They haven't, they've hardly changed. And considering the fact that I'm definitely not using the same computer I used 10 years ago, (laughs) all of the other stuff has changed, like everything, you know, the phone, all of the other bits and pieces that I use all the time, but I still basically use the same pen. Like there hasn't, even though there's stuff every week, like we say, that kind of, uh, those kind of standard pens haven't really changed much. Yeah, we talk about that a lot, and we've talked about it a lot, especially recently, because every year I do, I, I have a top five pens page that I mm. that I keep up on the blog, and once a year I'll update it if anything's changed. And for most of the standard pens, nothing's changing. There's no, yeah. there's nothing. Not there's not something interesting happening, but nothing is coming out that's better than what's already really really good. 
and I think that's a good thing. Like for the most part, like I, I would like to just for, you know, like my content purposes, you know, to have like shakeups and changes and, you know, this pen is now terrible and this new pen is fantastic. But those categories are dominated by big, huge manufacturers, right? These are mm, global corporations, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pilot, Uniball, um, you know, all these these big behemoth brands. And they have to, it's almost like they look at the mass market first for these product cycles and they kind of have to meet that need and that need is kind of big and bulk and consistent and you're not going to be as innovative or creative as mm-hmm. some of the other companies or even divisions within those companies like say Pelican for example they have tons of entry level pens and pencils and markers for school age and you know educational use but then they have this whole fountain pen brand category that's allowed to kind of really, you know, sow their wild oats, if you will, come up with all these wild designs and, you know, they can be more artistic with it because they're making them in smaller quantities, don't have to sell as much. So I kind of like the fact that, say, like the gelling pens that I started using 10 years ago, I still use today and that they've held up over time. There's way more innovation with the fountain pens, though. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like, yes, it's good that they've they've held up and they they are, mm-hmm. you know, solid uh, solid pens. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely um, there's definitely room for improvement. But I think um, you know, I I kind of sometimes jealously look at uh, the kind of changes that you see in the, in the fountain pen world mm-hmm. um, because there are there are so many different variations. And then I look at my my go-to which is a, a jet stream and i think right. well it's it's the same it's the same one mm-hmm. and i and i kind of want something to improve and i, I definitely think the jet stream has you know the ability to be improved i yeah I constantly kind of cross this this line of like oh i want something that is really good and reliable and you know trustworthy and also i want some something new something to play with and i think that so i have a uh, jet stream prime single which is my my kind of typical pen but recently it's been it's been a bit of a problem with the refills like they've just they've just been drying out a lot and it's and it's kind of annoying me that it's not as real i know that's not necessarily the the pen itself because the pen is really nice it's it's solid mm-hmm. it's you know it's reliable but the the refills for it are just causing problems at the moment and it's kind of making me think that uh i'd like something a bit new which well i think we'll talk about later but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do want something reliable that I can pick up because, you know, I, I don't think if I had as many as many pens as you did, Brad, mm. I could make a decision before walking out the door every day to go to the office. Like, which yeah. one do I you'd, take? You'd be, <laughs> you'd be surprised. I mean, y'all like the Jetstream. That's probably the pen I recommend more mm. than any other pen over all the years I've been doing this. That's probably like my single most recommended pen. But like, it's, it's probably not one of your favorite pens, though, is it? It's one of my frequently used pens. It's not like right at the top of the list, but I use it a lot. So we're, we're going to, I think we're going to waffle on about the Jetstream a bit. We've mentioned <laughs> it before on the show. It's, we're big fans. Yes. So um, which Jetstream do you tend to use? Uh, 0.7 millimeter blue 
refill, and I'll use that in a wide variety of barrels, mostly the sport barrel, the one with the rubber grip, not yep. the molded plastic, you know, four or five dollar barrel. Um, I, I know that, that one. Yeah, I've yep. got a few of those. I've, actually, I've got I've got quite a few of those. <laughs> um, so, so the one that both both Andrew and I tend to use quite a bit is the um, the Jetstream Prime single. Mm-hmm. So you know uh, you're probably familiar with it. It's 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 a nice one. It's it, oh, I'm looking at it now. You can't see me, but um, yeah. <laughs> it's it's the it's basically all black, um, and it has a a nice kind of silver um, yep. silver clip, and it's it's got this annoying blue jewel in it, which I've never <laughs> been never been particularly keen on. Um, but this one, and you know, because I've had this particular one for quite some time, like. I can tell that it's been worn because, mm-hmm. you know, it goes yeah. kind of shiny in places that doesn't bother me at all. I, you know, I still, uh, you know, really love this particular pen. Um, but this one is obviously it's just a single. Right. And, um, I'm also, you know, someone who likes to, uh, be able to carry as much as possible in a small package. So I also like to have, um, uh, uh, a multi pen too. Um, and I've got the, the, the Charbo X, uh, RT, I think is it the LT? I can never remember which yeah, one I'm currently using. Their names are confusing. Yeah. Well, I have um, the ST. So yeah, I think I've got an ST too then. Uh, um, and, and I'm, I'm currently using one of those and it's the kind of, again, it's, it's the all black one because currently, right. and I, you know, I like to mix it up. I had an all white one that I was using until recently. Um, <laughs> and now I've switched to an all black one. We have, um, the, we both have the exact same ones. Yes. And so I, I absolutely love this one. And of course the Jetstream 0.7 is in here too, but they definitely write different because they're, they're different refills. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is, this is the thing about the Jetstreams. Sometimes you get, a bad refill and uh, when it, when they're good and when they're working and you're not even thinking about it, you're just, you know, writing your notes, you're scribbling something down and you're using a jet stream in particular, you know that you can turn the page and it's not going to smudge. You know that it's Mm -hmm. just going to write and it's just going to be really good. But then sometimes you grab it and it's just, it's scratchy or Mm -hmm. um, you get that, um, sometimes it's like inconsistent. You, you can, if you look closely at it, you can see that there was like a, you can see the, that there was a ball in it and the ball had moved. I, I don't know if there's a correct term for, for, the, yeah, for that kind of. Yeah. It, it just kind of leaves a white space in the line or yeah, it's not, it's not a skip, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. And I generally only recommend the jet stream as much as I recommend it. I only recommend it usually in the 0.7 millimeter full-size barrels like i have bad luck with the 1.0 millimeter jet streams yeah especially especially in that barrel style that you use those are actually generally pretty poor in my experience and i stopped buying them years ago and switched over to the 0.7 both of y'all might be happy to know and you may already know this that they're coming out with a large capacity refill for the jet stream so i'm interested to see how that's going to work if that's going to be a similar writing experience to what they what what's on the market now if it's going to be different how's it going to feel all those types of things so is it is this is this the jet stream that i have been 
trying to find uh, <laughs> since since I saw it on the Japanese website. Yeah. So it, is this it's- the rotating uh, Jetstream Prime <laughs> rotating delivery single, or however it was translated? I don't. I don't know what I it's know. supposed to be called. It's a mess, but I, I definitely have some readers that have picked them up from Japan. And they're, they're like, you got to get it. You got to get it. And I was like, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll wait till it comes over to the market here in the U S where I can get it from somewhere, you know, easier than hunting down, like on some, you know, who knows what website, but, um, we we need to get jet pens to get it in stock or someone like that. They have received several inquiries from me. Um, and they are, (laughs) I I am, I am told they are working on it. So yeah, once I, once I saw that, I was like, oh, we got to get this like now. (laughs) So that'll be interesting to see how it works because I use so many refills in their non natural barrels anyway. You know, we were talking about the, the lack of innovation and it's really just the refill qual, the refill quality, right? That Mm -hmm. we're, that we're saying hasn't changed. You know, they'll, companies will redesign the barrels or, you know, do mm. different things and, and, and in appearances. And that's where, you know, some of the smaller makers have come in and filled that gap to where, you know, us, you know, that are more interested in like, you know, a very highly specific writing experience can have a different barrel, maybe a metal barrel or, you know, aluminum colored barrel to fit our favorite refills in. So I'm interested to see this new jet stream for sure, because it'll fit in a lot of things. Yeah, like it's a standard with. size, isn't it? Um, yeah. It's, so I it's, often forget the size name, so you can you can educate <laughs> us all. So in the US, they call this a Parker style refill because Parker Pins was famous for making it in the international market. It's called the International G2 refill. G2. Not to be not to be confused with the Pilot G2 no. gel. Which is, which is completely super different. confusing, very yeah. different. And and once you get one of those, you can put it in anything, really, can't you? Yeah, yeah. There are so many barrels out there. Um, so yeah. th- so pens like the Retro Fifty One use the same one, don't they? It's similar. It would fit. Similar. Yeah. Yep. So like anyone who's not into pens, if they saw this refill, they'd go, "Oh, you know, I used that refill when I was in college or whatever." You know, it's very common. I recently made the mistake. I was so I've been away for a week and a half at the moment, and uh, yesterday my my jet stream started uh, drying out on me, so I've had to switch to my Sharbo SD3, and that's kind of like my my backup pen, really. Um, and I was just like, oh, you know, the the Jetstream Prime is reliable. I've got a fresh uh, fresh refill in it, so I, I went away, and I was like, this is going to do me. This is going to do me for the week and a half. It's all you know. <laughs> they, they're supposed to last way longer than this. And uh, it dried out yesterday, so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing seeing that information. You know that that um, Jetstream Prime rotate rotate rotating yeah, delivery single. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know what the real name is. I just call it the so, Jetstream Parker refill. So Andrew, did you did you completely use this refill this time? Because uh, I I know that you sometimes you've shown me the the you're like oh it started to dry out and then you've taken it out and there is. There's no ink left in those things. I have used <laughs> seventy-five. Sorry, I've used twenty-five percent of this one. Oh, really? And it's and it's bad. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's it, because I've got fairly old refills that I bought a while ago, or it's just uh, the general quality is off. Maybe it's a bad batch. I, I don't know. Um, but I also the the, the SD three has been doing the same thing was it is it D run a uh, D one refill in the D one yeah, yeah the little yeah. tiny skinny it's refills so expensive yeah so oh, expensive. they're so yeah that is not a good value proposition <laughs> it's definitely kind of a luxury refill 
Yeah. Yeah. But, it's but super say- expensive and they run out fast. But boy, when you like that pen, like it's you, you mm. fall in love with it and you're like, okay, I'll yeah. just bite the bullet and do it. This one in particular, I think actually the, S- the SCC, uh, ST3 in particular is so nice because it, it's rotating because I had ones before that um, that had uh, you know the the, the click at the top, mm-hmm. but they would rattle. It doesn't rattle, mm-hmm. yeah, which is which is you know perfect for me. I don't mind the fact that it also has a pencil. I know some people would prefer to have you know three uh, ink, but for me, I'm going to have a pencil in it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got a choice of sizes for the for the for the lead. Uh, it's yep. got an eraser on the end. It's it's well made there. Yeah, and the barrel diameter is not overly large for a multi pen. That's what I've yeah. always loved about that pen. I had the thinner version, and actually, I mm-hmm. think I found it uh, more uncomfortable to use the thinner right. version. Um, Very completely. This, this one is this one is perfect, and I think I also had some issues where. Um, so, obviously, obviously, I've got jet uh, jet stream in here, um, but I've also got a B uh, a B lead, and it's the it's one of the the uni. Uh, leads i can't remember which one um but it's a it's a b lead for for uni and mm-hmm. the other one is the I, i'm gonna have to remind myself now who who makes the i'm actually having a look inside it <laughs> um oh it's the lamy one i've got the uh, the the lamy highlighter in here oh cool which is the orange one and i'm a big fan of the color orange um and oh what a combo what a combo. <laughs> one one pen all three things and you know i if i'm if i'm reviewing a document or if i'm writing in my notebook um you know i can just easily switch between the three it is so good but so expensive to to replace those refills it really is and if you get the gel refills it's even worse because those just basically evaporate as soon as you start writing yeah i know that i i wasn't into um multi-pens at all before i got this thing I remember saying to Jules, like he was showing me some of the ones he had and I was just like, I know that you really like them, but I hate (laughs) the fact that they're really big, they're really chunky or they rattle. Mm -hmm. I just don't like it. I'm a bit of a snob when it comes to this stuff and I like, I like something that's quiet and solid. So I like, I like, uh, like metal pens more than I do plastic ones. Um, so, so when Jordan actually came back from Japan with this, um, he, he went to Japan and he brought back like two bags full worth of stationery <laughs> it was incredible um and he and he got me one of these and it completely changed my opinion on how uh, multi-pens could be because this is it's for, like as jules said it's quiet and it's extremely solid and and i just yeah it completely changed and like you said in fact as well it's it's thin and mm-hmm. i've it never is. seen you know many multi-pens like that so as we're talking i'm writing myself a note to work on a post to revisit the zebra charbo x because i've reviewed that it's probably been eight or more years since i've done my original review on that so i need to uh i need to revisit that because uh it's a it's a classic it's a it's just it's a feat of engineering like no multi-pen has, <laughs> has been able to pull anything off like like this you pay the price for it i mean it's ridiculously expensive but it's it's uh it's it's wonderful you know i do i was i was thinking when you said that originally i was like you know what i really do like pulling my my field notes and my hobonichi out of my my notco uh seed a6 case with my oh. my shabo and just having all <laughs> that nice kit i carry around and, and feeling nice. like i've got some really nice stuff <laughs> i love it
we wanted to talk about what, what you're currently using as well, actually. Um, I know you, you obviously use quite a lot of um, fountain pens. So before, in fact, before we get into that, how do you, how did you guys get into fountain pens? Because it's a very scary world to me. Um, I don't know much at all about it, but I kind of, I listened to uh, the Penedict and peep in a little bit and I'm like, there's obviously a lot going on here. You've got the inks, which are, you know, incredibly, um, there's, there's a lot to just the ink that you put in these things. And then there's the pens and you've got the nibs and the customizations and, and it kind of scares me carrying around something that could potentially, you know, leak um mm-hmm. and cause problems so i how was when you were getting into fountain pens like how was that was it scary how did you you know travel through that journey it was that's why i, I avoided them for pretty much my entire life like i didn't use fountain pens until well after i started the blog and it was because i was scared of them just the maintenance aspects of them the mess aspects of them mm. Um, you know, just anything having to do like that you had to do extra for fountain pens and, and you do, you have to do extra things for fountain pens, but the more readers I had reach out in the early days of the blog saying, you should really try this. You should really try that. Um, as far as fountain pen goes, I kind of got broken down. I was like, okay, (laughs) I'll try this a little bit. And one of the first fountain pens I reviewed was the Lamy Safari. Hmm. And I liked it at the time, but I didn't get it. Like, it didn't hook me. And so I just kept using, you know, my standard gel ink pens or drawing pens, you know, which I I use a lot. And, you know, eventually, you know, people kept talking to me about the different things that they use that they think I might like. Because I have a very particular handwriting style. I write Mm -hmm. small and I write in all caps like a block style letter. So I always thought fountain pens would never be fine enough for me. Like I couldn't get a fine enough line with a fountain pen. And then people educated me on Japanese fountain pen nibs Mm -hmm. and that they're actually different than a European fountain pen nibs. There's like they're sized differently and you can get things on the Japanese market or from Japanese brands that are ultra fine, like less like lines like your 0.5 or 0.4 millimeter gelling pens. I was like, really? Like that's a thing? And then on top of that, they're they're like, well, yeah, that's a thing. And you can put purple ink in it. Or you can put put orange ink. You mean Uh, I can put any ink in there that I want and write tiny? They're like, yeah, you can do all of that. I was like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> That's all it took for me. <laughs> and then, like, it, it's gone off the deep end from there to figure out, you know, what I what I like. Mm. Um, and yeah, so it was pretty early on, like in the podcast journey. Like, I I made a statement that you know something to the effect of I'll never use a fountain pen. And then yeah. I think within about, <laughs> I think it was just within months. I had like bought a pilot vanishing point, which is, you know, like a, that's Uh, like a big jump. That's like a very expensive kind of like first (laughs) fountain pen. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then it's pretty much been all downhill since then. (laughs) So I, what I would say to anyone who's scared of just the, the idea of using a fountain pen, 
like if you just go and grab any fountain pen, yeah, you might not like it. You might not have the best time. The ink might get on your hands. But if you, you know, put a little bit of effort in it and not a lot, you don't have to like go crazy obsessive about your fountain pen and you can buy one for very cheap. That's very, very good quality that you might find a writing experience that's really, really good for you. Um, they are particular. You have to be careful about the paper you use and mm. some things like that. And you do have to clean them from time to time, especially if you're changing ink colors. But once you get into it, you that becomes part of the enjoyment of, of doing it. You know, people talk about cleaning their fountain pens and it's kind of like a meditative thing. You know, they'll clean, clean their pens, knowing that they're going to get to put fresh ink in there and have a whole new writing experience tomorrow instead of the same jet stream refill that you that you Mm-hmm. Um, always use that yeah. you used you know instead of grabbing that same one like tomorrow's going to be green and we're going to put that in this pen and it's going to be great so that's kind of what drew me into it knowing that i could find something that fit my style and that the maintenance aspect of it wasn't overwhelming to me and you know it's it's been great like i i love i love the fountain pens and i still say you, you'd probably be surprised to know that i use fountain pens not even half the time of my writing, maybe less, maybe mm-hmm. uh, probably more than a quarter of the time. But I use so many different pens. I use pencils a lot, and uh, I use I use fountain pens. Everything's kind of kind of on an even playing field. I don't. I'm not like seventy five percent fountain pen writing, mm. you know, and and nothing else gets used. It's probably more the other way around. Interesting. So so when you're reviewing a pen, do you bring that into your like daily kind of? um tasks and stuff so if you have to write something yep. down you're using it it's okay so you're not just uh like reviewing a pen and like writing the same thing every time for example you're using it as your your pen for that day for example right right and you know that's always been one of the challenges one of the one of the mm-hmm. gotchas that um you know naysayers might have about a review log rev, a review blog is like well you've only used this pen for a couple of weeks how do you really know and that's fair but we try to put in as much time as we can with the products we review. Mm-hmm. We have a baseline now. You know, I'm fortunate enough to have been doing this a while. I have a baseline of comparisons that I can make where you know reasonably quickly how mm-hmm. a product stands up against, you know, the other similar products on the market. So I'd like to use a pen for two years before I gave a proper review on it, but that's just not reasonable, <laughs> yeah. right? For the the type of work that I do. But I'm not gonna go open the package and begin the review kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's I always want to tell a story about the product and I can't do that unless I've integrated in into how I work and what I'm using. So I always try I always have multiple products in use at any one time, you know, I could have a group of, you know, 10 different writing instruments and three notebooks, just all kind of in various stages of use and testing and, and figuring things out to see what I like and what I dislike to be able to eventually at some point do a review about a singular product out of that group. I don't know how you, so I have a problem and I don't have that much, but I have a problem at home trying to organize this stuff and make sure everything is, <laughs> is stored away safely. What is it like in your house? <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> you, you just go on my Instagram and you can see I, I generally post when my desk gets out of hand. I saw that just the other products. day and I was like, this is brilliant. 
this is yeah like it's com- this question <laughs> yeah like it's completely clean right now like it's it's a completely functional workspace but i had just gotten back into town from a trip that was revolving around pins we took a trip to new york did a stationary mm. tour there and went to the toronto pin show so i was gone five or six days i had all these things i had bought and then while I was gone, I'm always receiving stuff. You know, I get a lot of stuff in the mail, either stuff I've ordered or, you know, vendors I work with will send out things. So it did just stacked up while I was gone. So I, I just like all this stuff's on my desk and, you know, I just freeze sometimes. It's like, oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> but, um, you know, I have, I kind of have a review stash that right. I keep that's all the active products and then everything else kind of goes into what I refer to as the closet of doom <laughs> and you can imagine that all this the products that I get it's it's a nightmare and and my wife bless her soul she has helped me get that organized <laughs> as much as possible but there's only so much you can do with the space yeah. you have so uh, notebooks are the biggest problem. I can, I'm good on pen storage. Well, I'm not good. I'm not good on any storage. I'm better <laughs> at pen storage and ink storage than I am with notebook storage because of the shapes and sizes. They, yeah, don't, they the don't stack neatly. Yeah. You know, you can't just have a nice neat, you know, like you can have a pen cup with your gel ink pens in it and it's sitting there all nice and neat and notebooks. It's just like, you know, Albert Einstein's hair everywhere. It's just going mm-hmm. everywhere, every size. It's just, it's just madness. Yeah. I, I, I saw that too with the, when, when Phil Dunn started doing more, uh, like different sizes of, of notebooks, <laughs> so I, I have these um like very basic ikea shelves at home and i have mm-hmm. these like row or two of field notes and then when they started doing the um and they're like in order of when i received them or they came out basically um and when i started uh re- when they started doing the the differently sized ones the taller ones you know the mid sizes um yeah. i had to like readjust the shelves to fit them all in because <laughs> they were like perfectly fit in there like the normal you know field note size i mean a lot of my pens as well I have a, I don't know really what to do with them, but I have a lot of the, you know, the field notes pens and the, the pencils that you get with the subscriptions. Yeah. I've just, I've started leaving them in the office. Yeah. I think um, I'm going to do that. I've seen people using them. So yeah. Oh, mine good. go to the kids. I have two kids that are 10 and 12. So I, they always get, uh, they always get a lot of the extra stuff like that. I just throw them in like their, you know, <laughs> where they're, where they do their homework and they, they yeah. find a way to use them. Do you so so you have the closet of doom and mm-hmm. the the review area uh, however you mentioned it do you have yeah. the shrine of like where you where the stuff you love is <sighs> not really so on my desk um somewhere buried in that photo that you saw there's four cigar boxes i had made that are that have like these uh plexiglass window top things so i keep like my most used fountain pens out there and the ones that I want to protect, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't really have the shrine type setup because I just firmly believe in using the products. Like I don't buy yeah. things to show them off, even though I have more things than any normal person <laughs> would ever have. <laughs> and I certainly can't use them all in any kind of, you know, reasonable time frame. But I still, like, I buy this stuff to use it. Like, like I buy a, you know, I'll buy a limited edition because I'm going to ink it up and start writing with it because mm-hmm. I like how it looks. Not because, okay, here, I've bought the next thing and here's where it goes on the display, right? So, 
I have a group of fountain pens I keep on my desk. That's my favorites, my nicest stuff, and the stuff I use most frequently. But there's not really any kind of shrine type situation going on. So, yeah, I I I meant more like that, not like you know, like, yep. uh, like no, no, store no. it and don't well, touch it. Yeah, well, no, just that's worship a big, them. Just worship them. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's a, that's actually a big conversation we have. You know, in the pen community, is are you buying buying it to collect it, or are you buying it to use it? And so, you know, a lot of times, you know, you just have to have conversations around these things when you're talking to people about products, and if you're making recommendations, and mm. you know. We just talk about using things versus collecting things. Not that there's nothing wrong with either way. It's just how you're going to go about, you know, necessarily buying these things. And that's those are the types of conversations you start having when you get into fountain pens. It's like a it's a completely different market than than the standard pens. We rarely talk about those types of things. You obviously have a lot of these uh, review units um, and, and review items that you you review. You and then you have your 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 kind of daily stuff, the stuff that you have for yourself. Um, what are those? So, what pens have you got? Uh, what paper goods have you got? And and kind of um, how 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 are you using those? Yeah, so I go back and forth between two different setups. I'm either have all the things all the time, or one thing. <laughs> So I haven't, I'm always struggling to find like the perfect setup for me and what I use regularly. Mm. So pen wise, well, let's, let's say writing instrument wise, because one mm. of the things I'm going to say is not a pen. Um, just a, let me just give you a snapshot of like the past week, <laughs> because that's, that's how, <laughs> that's, that's how quick my tastes change around here yeah. because I'm always in in these type of things, I almost never count any of the stuff that I'm reviewing. Like that's a completely different animal. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I have stacks of stuff that are in the review process, if you will. But like the stuff that I'm leaving the house with, or you know, doing work with, um, those types of things. So right now, just in the like the past week, I've been using the Zebra Sarasa Clip 0.3 millimeter black. It's the gel ink pen. It's one of the best. There's there's kind of like three like core gel ink pens, and that's one of them. Um, it's a wonderful wonderful line, and I've been using a Field Notes Mackinac Autumn notebook, was which is oh. one of the old old ones oh. that I just grabbed out of the stash. I had a loose edition out of the stash. It's one of the it's the orangier oh. one. <laughs> oh, nice. I would love to just see one. So carry on. No. And so this is what I was talking about. Fountain pens. What I'm, I'm working on this project that I'm trying to use my notebooks differently than I have in the past. So I've been sticking to one notebook and everything goes in there instead of necessarily having like a calendar or a planner or a journal and a notebook and some notes. And like, I can end up with six different things to have different parts of my life in. I'm just writing all this in there. So I'm going to end with each day that goes by, I write down the pen that I've been using in them. So I use the Muji gel 0.25 millimeter black. I use the Moleskine ballpoint. I use the Uniball 307. 0.38 millimeter. I use the Karandash Viking 849 ballpoint. And now I'm using the Zebra Sarasa. So like you can see, like in the past, mm. this is probably the past four or five days, I haven't used a fountain pen because yeah. there's a very good reason. 
because they're crap in these field notes notebooks, especially <laughs> the old true. ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not because I don't have any fountain pens inked up. I do. It's that they're really, really bad in these notebooks. And that's the thing about picking out pens and paper and notebook and ink. They all have to work together. You know, mm-hmm. you could, yeah. you could love one product and you pair it with a different one and it could be trash. So those are the kind of yeah, things. That's, um, that's, that's, um, that's, that's a really good point, actually. Cause I, I mentioned before that I have a couple of, um, of, uh, fountain pens and they're, they're both, um, Lamy Safaris and they're both, mm-hmm. uh, with black ink. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got, I've actually got one here and I've got one in the office, but I only use them with my Rhodia pads, right? right. I never, I never write in my Hobonichi, though I'm sure it could take it. I never yes. write in my field notes. Um, I use it with the Rhodia pads, like they are paired together. So yeah, I, yep. I totally, totally get that. Yep. The other pen I'm liking a lot recently is the Twisby Eco. That's a fountain pen. It's on the lower end of the price spectrum. And that's still like, I have some high end fountain pens. I've bought expensive stuff. I like the cheaper stuff. And that cheap is relative when you're talking about pens, you know, our, our the jet streams we use are cheap, but they're really, really high quality relative mm-hmm. to the cost that you're you're putting down for them and relative to the other pins in that same price point. The Twisby Eco is, you know, a $25 to $30 fountain pen, which if you say, boy, someone who doesn't know, they go, God, that's a crazy price to pay for a fountain pen for any pen that I'm just going to write with and break and it's going to get ink all over my hands. But it's actually pretty cheap for a fountain pen, especially a good mm-hmm. quality fountain pen. It's done really well since it was introduced over the past year and a half or so. Um, and like it stacks up, like I have it sitting, you know, right next to a pen, you know, I might've paid, you know, $500 for, and mm-hmm. I enjoy them the same, you know, they, which, you know, the next question is, well, dummy, why, if it's the same as the super expensive one, why did you buy this super expensive one? But that's probably a whole nother podcast topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what, what, um, what ink do you have in the, in the, so the eco? The one I'm using right now has sailor apricot ink which is my favorite orange ink. So, yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> I have, I've seen fan. that on your, on your Instagram and stuff before. Yeah. It is very, it's, yeah. it's very nice. It's got character. It really pops. I, I, I like it. When are you buying one of these jewels? Well, this is, this comes back to the whole thing about the, the fountain pens, because I, I know that if I got um, an, uh, a nice one, so say for example, a nice, I mean, I, I know what I would like. I, I don't know which particular model, but I'd like something like a demonstrator where it's transparent mm-hmm. and I can see it. Mm-hmm. And then that's what the ego like, is. Yeah, I know, I know. And then, <laughs> and then some something where, um, like a, a, a you know, because this it's a piston filler, isn't it? So you so you yes. can so it takes up like the whole barrel, so you you get a really nice view in it. Yeah. Um, and then I would probably want you know, like an orange ink or maybe, maybe a teal or a mm-hmm. teal ink. But Ooh. the problem is that then, then I've got to get, I've got to get the, the there's going to be at least a couple of inks that I get as yeah, well as is. the, as the pen. And suddenly it's just like, okay, yeah. this is, this is a whole, you know, this is a whole collection of things. This isn't, I'm just buying a, a fountain pen. It's a whole I, I think, I think though, what, what I've at least learned tonight is that you've just got to dive in though, Jules. And I think you should do it. <laughs> Well, that statement that Julian just made about the path you go down is why I get yelled at a lot, right? <laughs> I mean, because it, it, it's a problem. Like once you once you start, it it just ends up becoming like all the things. So, 
Yeah. I mean, I uh, personally, I plan on using uh, pen and paper for a very long time. I love digital mm-hmm. technology. I'm, I, I have actually seen a reduction in my use of my Hobonichi since I got my latest surface because I've been using mm-hmm. the digital link on that. I, that's, that's not something I've definitely seen, but I'm, I'm in it for, for a long time and right. I know that there is time for me to get into fountain pens. Like right. it's going to happen. It's going to yeah. happen one day. <laughs> it's probably not going to be this year. It's probably not going to be 2019. We'll see. But um, we'll I see. know that at some point I'll, you know, I will have the opportunity to do that and it will be something that will be, it's like an enjoyable, it's like a treat waiting for me mm-hmm. in later life. Yep. Um, I'm never going to say never, um, but yeah. I've yeah. just finished up a uh, sort of jade field notes, the DDC factory floor ones. And I might, like, yeah. I would love an ink in that color. That would I, be that's that'd cool, be, like, yeah. very, very beautiful. Yeah. You can get I, like, I, you can get like can um, do highlighter, like really bright inks if mm. you wanted. You can get like highlighter inks um, for, for fountain pens and ah, they, they would look fantastic. They really would. I'm glad we Listen also mentioned all. the, uh, the Rhodia pad as well. I'm actually, I've been using that quite a lot this week. And uh, I want to ask you a question actually later about the Pano book. Um, sure. We'll, we'll get to that because the, the Rodeo is kind of like a smaller Pano book in a way. Um, I really love that. So my, my daily kind of carry the stuff that I use every day is, is I've got the, the Hobonichi uh, Techo right now, the 2018 one. Um, I also have an original for 2019. So I'm switching, switching up a little bit. I have uh, a red-blooded field notes on me right now. Um, nice. And then I've got the, the, the Jetstream Prime single and the, the SE3. Uh, and also a Kuratoga uh, roulette. So, oh, the Kuratoga. Can, can we... Nice. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll come back to the Kuratoga. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should. Um, and like this this package that I've got around me, and I've just got the new iPad as well, and I've, you know, I've, I've got my previous iPad and my phone, and um, nothing... Like, when I'm writing on the iPad with the, with the pencil, even the new one, like, it's it's cool. And, and, you know, I really do like the new pencil, but there's nothing absolutely beats the... Yeah, you know, the roadie pad or the field notes or the Hobonichi. Like it's just it's just very, very good. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's why, you know, I've been able to grow the pen addict because, you know, I, I came from an IT field. I was, you know, a, a Unix sysadmin for fifteen years. And just like the super technical fields and mm. the the digital tools that all of us use, even if you're not in a technical field these days, you know, people are looking for a break. And, you know, mm-hmm. we've we've heard this for probably going on a decade now that, you know, taking a break from all of our digital devices, the digital detox type of stuff and getting into analog tools, that's why you see these types of things become a little bit more mainstream. They're never going to be reach the height of the popularity that analog tools did when we didn't have, you know, a computer in our pocket, but it's such a good way to release your brain from Mm -hmm. the day to day, just picking up a pen and putting it on paper. Even if you're not, even if you're just going to write nonsense, it makes a difference, I believe. So Mm -hmm. that, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I think it's important, but you know, I'm also a little bit biased in that fact, but I, I do think it's a real thing. On the Mavis podcast, we, we like to talk quite a lot about um, the tools we're using to be productive and the kind of things we're doing with them. Um, So I was kind of, I was interested to ask you that like, how you use the, the 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 paper goods really, and um, what kind of stuff you do with them? Because you know you, you could um, 
in in a simple way, you know, the trusted the kind of daily task list or uh, task mm-hmm. task list. Or do you do anything specific with how you you work daily? Is do you have digital parts of your kind of task management life? Or yeah, so I've tried all the things, right? I've tried planners and I've tried systems like bullet journals and. Mm. Nothing has ever stuck with me for that type of planning. So what I generally write are notes, thoughts, tasks, and to-dos. And how I would capture those things has always varied. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying I'm trying something new right now where I'm just like taking this field notes and keep in basically a singular running list that goes on in perpetuity and it contains all the things. So mm-hmm. that's my, that's my next adventure. But I don't the I use uh Todoist, the Todoist app for my recurring tasks yeah. that I need yeah. to do. Like I can't use like I'm not good at calendars and planners for recurring tasks for highly important things that I need a notification for those go, those are all captured digitally. Mm -hmm. The pen and paper is more of just like my flowing thoughts, if you will. And then, you know, I'll, I'll, I might rewrite my tasks, you know, that are in my digital planner. Like, okay, today I need to do this, this, and this, you know, and just kind of have that reaffirmation of those tasks in in an analog format. But anything that I need to be reminded of uh, and um, definitely goes digital because I will forget them in my paper calendar. I'll <laughs> either forget to put them down or I'll forget to check it. But if Todoist yells at me, then I remember, okay, oh, I yeah. really need to do this. And then everything else just goes in paper. And like I said, right now, it's just like a single notebook. But I've had, you know, three notebook systems before where, you know, one thing goes here, one thing goes here, one thing goes here. So, you know, it's 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 trial and error. It's very it's a very individualistic thing, how we use our things to figure out what works best. You know, I've tried and failed the Hobonichi Techo twice. Mm. Um, you know, it just, how I don't, how did you get through them? Um, I'll get to like April or May at the most. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like being told what day it is and what should go on that day. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> so I have better luck with the Midori Traveler's inserts that are oh, yeah. blank week, like the seven day column on the left. And then I'll just put in that whole week there and then I'll do the thing. I don't like skipping over. I don't like being on the 24th and having the 23rd be a blank page. Mm. And then thinking about it. <laughs> That's how my yeah. brain works. It's like, cause now, I'm on the 24th, but there's nothing over here. What just happened? <laughs> and I, yeah. I end up, I end up just shutting down. So, you know, I'm I trying totally a few different that. things. You, you want it to be, you want it to be helpful, but you don't mm. want to feel bad about it. Like right. the, the whole point of having a notebook like that isn't so that you can feel guilty about the fact that you, you know, missed a, a day or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, so I haven't fully, <laughs> I haven't fully decided yet. I, I still haven't. Um, but next year, so I got myself, um, the Hobonichi, uh, weeks and yeah. I also got, um, the Avec, the A6, uh, version. So yeah. that's, that's where they split it into the two. So you got six months and then six that's months. That's great. Um, I haven't decided which one I want to use yet because I, I absolutely loved using, uh, still love using the A6 size, um, Hobonichi, but I have noticed that my, the amount that I put in it has gone down. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like seeing a week on a page spread would be more useful for me for for a lot of these kind of scenarios. So I'm like, oh yeah, but which one do I, which one do I want? So um, I think I'm going to start 2019 literally using both and then one will drop off and <laughs> I'll we'll see how it goes because they're both so nice. Yeah. Um so nice notebooks. Um and, and we'll see, but but one thing that I just I don't want to do, I don't want to feel bad about it. There's just you know flicking back through some of the and I've got some empty pages in here and you know I was in the states recently and there are quite a few um you know pages that that yeah. are empty but I was doing stuff you know I it doesn't matter it doesn't matter that those pages are empty it doesn't matter right. I, don't, I don't want to feel bad about it yep I it will doesn't. look back at it later and and say oh it's, it's a shame I didn't put something in there because I know I will right mm-hmm. but I was I was enjoying life not writing exactly. in my notebook and that's okay yeah yeah like it's it's totally okay to miss like a month worth of pages it just ended up not working for me personally like yeah i i I definitely feel this as well i so i i quite often drive um for around four and a half to about nine hours sometimes during a day depending on the traffic and when i get in sometimes you know it can be nine ten o'clock and i'm absolutely shattered and there's no way i'm Mm. gonna go like i I don't want to go in right then i want to go to my bed and sleep and just like forget about the day and the fact that i've just spent that much time in a car um, so I, and then I, you know, I, 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 in the morning I, uh, I open my notebook and I'm like, oh, I'm going to start looking at, you know, journaling about how my morning went. Cause I, I do some things in the morning before I sit down to do anything. Um, um, you know, maybe I've got something to write about there. And then I look back and I'm like, ah, oh, I should probably write something about yesterday. But the whole <laughs> point for the, the note uh, for the Hobonichi, at least for me, is that I'm being reflective and not writing necessarily just how you know what happened in my day so it doesn't make sense so i've got like sometimes when that does happen which i've been really good at actually recently but when that does happen i've got these pages of where it's just like yeah i got up and i did these things and then i was in the office for a bit and then i drove and then i went to bed and then it's like the next day is like you know being more reflective and thinking about things as i'm doing them um so yeah I, i definitely get that too and i I'm really bad at this stuff. Like I, with that stuff, like I, I don't like having blank pages and I know that there is a tool and we shouldn't, I, I shouldn't care as much, but I'm really bad with streaks. Like mm. when you've got or friends, you, or you're really good. You're really good with streaks. You're really bad at not completing. Streaks. Right. <laughs> so when I've got friends like Julian and Jordan and the people I work with, <laughs> sometimes they like to eat McDonald's quite a bit, especially Jordan. Like when we're traveling, <laughs> To the point where I literally had to force myself to say, no, I'm not having my dolls for about a year and a half. And uh, I was really, I was really adamant about it. And I was like, no, I've got my streak and I can't, I can't stop the streak that because I was, I was practically addicted to it. And mm. it like took me, it took me like a week of discussions with Jules to be like, I think it's time. And he's like, I think it's time also. Let's go get him. Because I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure about it. And he's like, just do it. It'll be okay. <laughs> and I'm so, so, so anyway, um, because of that, I, I can get really bad with the fact that I haven't filled in a day. Um, and that's something I definitely need to learn um, on, you know, being better and doing. Um, something I was also going to say as well that I, I recently switched from, well, not recently, over a year ago now, from uh, Todoist to OmniFocus and changed mm-hmm. the way I work. Um, and I'm really enjoying that. I've actually just re kind of configured everything again and finished that up this week. And um, two things actually. One, I was actually thinking about, you know, someday there's going to be, there's going to come a day where 
I need that kind of that physical inbox, not the digital one. Mm-hmm. And having, you know, a field notes literally just to write that that flat list like you said you have is something that I've definitely considered. Something that I did this week while I've been changing and thinking about everything is using that Rodeo pad. I, I rotated it so it was in landscape mode. And I made four columns. In, in landscape mode, it sounds like <laughs> using an iPad. Right. Oh, no, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Sorry. That's really bad. No, um, no. I, I say that all the time <laughs> because I'm a fan of that orientation. Yeah. yeah. So I was using it in landscape mode. Uh, see how confidently I said that then. And um, <laughs> I made four columns and I kind of headed them up and I was literally just writing tasks down as I was doing them. Or oh, I had so much stuff to do this 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 past week and a half. And I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not using my OmniFocus this because I'm transitioning. And I've actually really, really enjoyed that physical um, aspect to even just my daily tasks, um, which are usually in OmniFocus. So it's so strange how, you know, with, with productivity, nothing is ever, nothing's ever going to work all the time, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. You yeah, have to change so. things or, or, you know, you you kind of get less interested or you change as a person, the way you are currently acting or, or being changes. So you have to try things and, you know, keep it enjoyable as well because we use these things to enjoy them. So yeah, exactly. I have a couple of questions to, to uh, kind of descend the episode, even though it'll probably take quite a while. <laughs> um, so should we get started on those? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So the first one I have is, uh, as you mentioned earlier, you recently took uh, the Pen Addict and Not Code to uh, Chicago. Uh, uh, is it Chicago? Were you in Chicago? Uh, I was not in Chicago, but uh, yeah, Mike. Then I met him up in uh, New York and Toronto. Okay, I apologize. Um, so you're in uh, New York and Toronto. Why, when is Japan happening? Put me on the spot right out the gate sooner than later i I will say that there's no official plans Mm. but it's at a point now where it has to happen yeah Yeah. could you uh i like we're there right imagine it um it's not gonna be next year like that's already too close right so um it's we're gonna have to put some thought into it because we're gonna have to make that happen it's a big trip yeah, sooner rather than later. I'd like to say, you know, like in 2020, well, we're going to do it, but it's that's a that's a big commitment to make. Mm. Um I can say it will not happen next year. That I can tell you. But it is on such a short list right now <laughs> that it's it's inevitable at this point that it's going to be happening in, in the in the near term. So hopefully we'll already have uh, a jet stream rotating <laughs> delivery singles by then. But if not, you yeah, know, I'll grab you have, to send, you have to send some over. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was I was actually going to say that. I was like, you can have to ship some stuff back. I mentioned earlier <laughs> that, that Jordan was there, I think, 2015, 2016. And just the stuff he brought back was just incredible. And oh. the, the pictures he was sending us, sending us at the time, it was just, I was, we were just so oh, in jealous. The stores. Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. Oh, he, um, he got us, he got a few, um, Kuratogas. I'm mm. mentioning the Kuratoga again. He got, <laughs> um, a few of those while he was over there. So back then the, the, the most fancy one was the, it was probably the shift pipe version. Yeah. The uni. Uh, yeah. Which no, yep. it's sorry. The, the one, the Kuratoga that had the, the pipe oh, the, in the end that, that came in gotcha um 
And um, I think that was like the latest one at the time. And he, mm-hmm. he managed to, to get a, a couple of those. Um, and they, they were just, you know, different colors and different barrel styles. Even with the, uh, the Charbos, they were ones I'd never seen, designs mm-hmm. I'd never seen before. And even, you know, you can't get them from jet pens or whatever. They were just so different because there's so many different designs. It drives me nuts, actually, that they don't have that in, in you know, in our markets. It's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. I yell, I yell all the time about the, how great the Japanese market is and why can't we at least have something? Like, we don't need all the things. We don't need like the hyper specific stuff, but they could do such a better job around the world. Um, you know, getting some of this awesome stuff into, into people's hands. But like I said, you know, that's, that's just me talking to someone <laughs> who is just yeah. crazy about this stuff, but like Jap- I, Jap- I Japanese, Jap- Japan is the motherland and um, for <laughs> stationary and we will make it there one day. I think, I think 11, you know, almost 11 years of the pen addict is definitely, uh, I know it's definitely about time, isn't it? Yeah. I, I didn't have a passport for the longest time. I'd let mine expire. And about a year and a half ago, I was like, I just need to just go, even though I don't have a trip planned, I need to have this. So I'm ready when it happens, <laughs> <laughs> just in case I have an opportunity. It's like, I need to go get this. So I'm ready. I'm ready for you, Japan. Bring it on. <laughs> I can't wait for the uh, the episode of the Panadict when you come <laughs> I so as I mentioned earlier, I'm having some problems with the 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 the, the, uh, the Jetstream refills. Um, mm. Do you recommend any of the pens around that kind of similar thing? You know, solid, quite thin. Um, you know, uh, quiet. You know, not rattly like a multi pen uh, yeah. could be. Um, I've been thinking about more like the, you know, the retro 51s, how they are. Um, mm. I really want an Apple branded one, but I don't have any friends in that area to, uh, to get me one from the Apple store and ship it. To me. <laughs> um, so what are your kind of thoughts around that or any suggestions? Anything compared to a jet stream that's a retro 51 is such a different animal. Like the closest thing to a jet stream that is rock solid is the pilot Acroball. Hmm. but it's kind of boring and they've kind of let that line up kind of yeah i think i had one of those it's an amazing ages ago i i haven't i haven't i haven't looked at mine for a very long time i I got one way back i think and because they were that was the equivalent wasn't it yeah um, such a good pen but they've just they just haven't pushed it um hmm. after initially launching them worldwide they launched them in japan a year or two pretty much like every product is and in a year or two later, they went worldwide, and now, like, I hadn't heard anything from them in the past couple of years. I would tend, if you like the Jetstream writing experience, I would shy away from Retro 51. Not right. ju- only because, it, and if, unless you want something completely different. Like, mm-hmm. you know that I love them, but it is <laughs> extremely different writing like, so this is this is different because the because of the um because of the type of ink or yeah. because of the the feel both the type of ink is either going to be a rollerball or a traditional ballpoint ink which if you go with the traditional ballpoint ink style it's not going to be as you will com- constantly compare it to the jet stream and go boy that is just not as nice mm-hmm. and um I'm using I'm actually using one um of the Schmidt refills today, I'm using a Yojoto pen. You know, I, I, I grabbed a, a British brand just for, for this show, which uh, a Joto, I, they make beautiful pens and they, but they use the Schmidt refill that 
Retro 51 uses. The same one, yeah. Mm. And that that would be compatible with the with the Jetstream refill when that eventually. I think some, it will. Yeah. And hopefully. But this refill, if you're not used to it, it's a liquid ink rollerball refill. It's wider, wetter than what you're used to in a jet stream. So if I was you, I would look at some of the finer tip gel ink pens, um, like the uh, Uniball Signo lineup, hmm. point, point 0.5 or probably small, point 0.5 at least, nothing. Like the point 0.7s, I don't know, they might be too wide for you. Um, related to like the jet stream, but that's a very hard comparison. I think my 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 favorite of those was the I think it's I think it's a zero point five I've got. Um, I think the three hundred seven. Yep. And um, I've got the one you know they did those black off blacks. Um, yeah, BLX. Yeah, I got a um, I got the kind of reddish one of those. Those are really cool. Ah. Oh. That's that's super nice. That is that is a really really nice one. But um, actually, on on that, the the I had a the the BLX um Jetstream, mm-hmm. and I was super disappointed. I put it in um I put it in a, I use a Field Notes. I think in mm-hmm. fact I think it was um one of the ones with the wood covers. I don't know which edition it was actually because there's a couple like that. Yeah, and um I went back to those notes, and that the ink has just looked terrible now. Really? It, it, yeah. It it kind of it went like yellow and ooh, that's not good very very strange whereas yeah. i've never had that problem with the normal kind of um with, with the normal jet, sp- jet sure. stream ink um, yeah i never got the jet stream blx's i only had the gel ones so i've never tried one of those even the gel ones seem to be a lot better mm-hmm. um but yeah i i i've got some of those andrew if you ever want to try them oh yeah for sure i mean so mm-hmm. so this like i i understand that um the, the Retro 51 might be completely different, but I think something that uh, I'd like to do is, because like I said earlier, I, I stick to those two pens, the, the Charbo yeah. and the, the Jetstream. Uh, I want to try something different. So maybe... I think maybe you would, would like... I think you would like the build quality and the feel mm. of it, of the pen itself. And then I think what the determinant would be was, okay, yeah. do I like the refill and writing experience of it? Like, I don't think you would have an issue with like the barrel and the feel and the style. I think you would probably enjoy it very much. I guess if I don't like it, I can always put it in my new closet of doom that I'm going to yeah. start. <laughs> you could, you could probably sell it to sell it, just sell it to Mike Hurley. And that's all you need. Does he have quite a lot of them or? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has like, I like, Retro 51, that's probably his favorite brand. He's probably right. got probably 50 is an understatement. I I, I might be selling him short. <laughs> but they do so many different designs. Yeah. And, and they yeah. are some of them are absolutely fantastic. Um yeah. like some of those some of those kind of space themed ones yep. kind of stick in my mind as being those are the best, um, yeah. really impressive. And I think also some of the the sports ones. Didn't you get one that it looked like a basketball or something? I've gotten two of the baseball ones. They've baseball, done uh, yeah, Mike got the basketball and I got the baseball one. And yeah. they've actually done a second baseball one after that which had just um some like oh, it was a more of a graphic design instead of like having that tactile, you know, seams of the ball the feel. feel. Yeah. yeah. I bet Mike has a, an Apple branded one, doesn't he? Oh, he's got several. I think he has every one that they've released. He just gets his friends from out there to send them to him whenever they come out. Yeah. Like they did, they did the um, like the satin finish ones to match like the rose gold and champagne and that type of stuff. Like I don't have any of that stuff. He's got all that. Uh, that's the dream. It's definitely <laughs> the dream. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> so I mentioned earlier the the panel books. Have you 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 tried some of these? I um I've been meaning to order them for mm-hmm. quite a while now, for at least two months, and just haven't got around to it. Um, how do they? I know obviously the I mentioned the 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 Rodeo as well. Could you mm-hmm. talk a bit about those and and what they're like in comparison? Yep. So that's one of my favorite products that it lives on my desk. That's when I know a product has made it (laughs) is they have a permanent home on my desk. That's (laughs) one of the products that has a permanent home on my desk because I love the format for one. I can use it in portrait mode or landscape mode, depending on how I'm working. Um, and the paper is really good. It's not Rhodia. So I Mm. describe paper types on the podcast and what Rhodia, the category it falls under, it's a coated paper. So mm-hmm. the inks do not dry as fast, which is a feature for things like a fountain pen. It's yeah. smoother. You can see the character of the ink, but it might smudge if you run your hand across it, you know, 10 seconds later. Mm-hmm. So the Pano book paper is awesome. It works great for fountain pens. It dries very fast. And it works better, maybe, for like the rollerball type pens. I use the the Retro 51, the Schmidt mm. refill in my panel book all the time because it's a really good ink. And it, it's an uncoated paper, so it dries fast. Neither one of those things are a positive or a negative for those types of papers. It's just a difference. So mm-hmm. they're going to treat, treat ink differently. Like a lot of people don't like Rhodia for pencil because it's a coated paper. You mm, can't yeah. get that tactile feel. Mm-hmm as much as you can on something like the Pano book. Whereas, you know, someone who's using like a double broad, gigantic Pelican red ink pen may not like the Pano book because it's just not going to handle that much ink as well. But I use fountain pens in them all the time, but I generally use drawing pens and rollerballs. But the way that notebook is built works for me because it works in my lap as well as it does on my desk because it's so rigid, which I appreciate. So I'll sit in, like I have my desk and I'll have a chair next to it. I'll just grab the notebook, go sit in my chair, and then I'll have it in the portrait mode to where I can (laughs) work vertically up and down the page um, as opposed to horizontally. But like I write a lot of reviews in it. I'll write them horizontally um, because I can write a section in one part then I can scribble a bunch of, you know, different samples in another part. So I just like the build quality. I'm obviously, I mean, full disclosure, I'm good friends with Tom and Dan of Studio Mm -hmm. Neat. Like they send me stuff all the time, but like I, I talk about all the time. I don't, I, I don't talk about products that, you know, I, no one pays me to, they don't pay me to talk about their product. Yeah, I yeah. talk about it because I like it. <laughs> like, it's really yeah. good. Um, but it's just got this feel that's really, really good and works for the way I work, where I can move it from my desk to my chair and keep going. So I, I'm just a fan of that style. We make our notebooks at Knock. Our pocket notebooks mm-hmm. are basically like a top flap, but it, we did it so I could have a horizontal notebook because I like that format. So I like that landscape mode. So it was an easy <laughs> sell for me. Yeah, so I I use the the Rodeo quite a bit for um, UI designs and things like that, just sketching things, um, just notes that I can kind of spread around or you know jot around, kind of like a I hate this term 
like a cloud, you know, the, the old word cloud, like fad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. And do that kind of stuff. And I definitely, like, I use pencil and I definitely have, it definitely, you know, you, you notice that, that kind of coating on it. And also the size is just, it's, it's small. So you can, if you're trying to draw something where you're trying to use the squares as like, uh, as like accurate spacings and you know mm-hmm. what those values are, you end yeah. up not being able to fit much on there. That's what I was about to say is the sizing of it really works for me. It's not mm. too big and it's not too small. So it works good. It works good to throw it in my backpack. I don't know. I That's one of my most used products without question. Well, I think we can end up getting some now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> while we're, while yeah. we're talking about Studio Neat, they're, they're working on uh, the pen, aren't they? I missed out on the Kickstarter, but um, yep. that also it, it's based on the uh, Schmidt. Uh, refill based well. on the schmidt refill so mm-hmm. yeah those are shipping like in the next month or so next few weeks actually so i've had the prototypes i've had like yeah. every stage of prototype from them um as they were building it so it's it's looking really good and uh i was a happy backer of that project so yeah that'll be coming soon and that's it's like the ajoto pen um just like having something like that that's well made and with a refill i like um I, it's just an enjoyable pen to write with I've been I've been listening to uh, thoroughly considered on on Relay FM mm-hmm. for quite a while, and I, they've they've been talking a lot about that, and it's it's really interesting. So, you know, the, the pen addict who uh, you, you guys review a lot of pens that are that you're currently able to use, and mm-hmm. it's really interesting um, seeing uh, the guys at Studio Neat talk about pens that they're actually you know designing and and the the very specifics of the manufacturing is um, something that we've done at Harker, our company. We we have done manufacturing in the past and you know it's it's definitely tricky um so oh having gosh, that yeah. that conversation but well, hearing that conversation with them is just is really really enjoyable yeah i learn a lot every episode because like with a dealing with the manufacturing for our pen cases at knock is mm. is a struggle a lot of times and listening to tom and dan talk about you know just the manufacturing i'm going yep uh-huh yep oh <laughs> yep you know, every, every bad thing that's happened, I'm like, yep, sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> it ju- it's just going to happen. So, so, uh, at knock, you, do you hand make quite a lot of stuff? Is that correct? Uh, well, not anymore. So right. when we started out, my partner, Jeff and I mm-hmm. made, sewed everything at our shop in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm. And, you know, we've, we'd hired employees and you know other sewers working for us in our shop, mm-hmm. and we could just never keep up. So we ended up finding. I was say a, that was that was my question about about scaling that with with a, uh, a growing popular company. It's it was rough. We we had we've had some we've had some dark times in our timeline, <laughs> but um, we finally found a partner in the U.S. that right. uh, makes makes all our cases now. So, and and that's still an enormous struggle. We still can't get enough, which is you know good and bad. It's just a constant, mm. you know. Um, we could sell it if we could get it made and like getting it made is a real process. It's not a snap your fingers and the things are here type mm-hmm. of situation. It's a months and months and months long process for a single item. So, but it's good. I mean, that's what we do, right? You know, we're working on, it's, it's a learning process, learning how to plan out this manufacturing. Um, it's, it's definitely been a learning experience for us. Yeah, and and they're fantastic products and clearly well thought out and well designed. So um, thank you both of both of us use them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I've got um, a Sinclair. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's a Sinclair. Yes, um, and I have that with my um, my dot dash note cards. Nice, big big fan. Um, and uh, I, I took that. Um, I took it to the. To, I, 
when last time I went to the States, I had to be very kind of picky about, um, what I was taking with me and, um, and that joined me on the, on mm-hmm. the way, you know, um, you can, really, really because great. you can use them in landscape mode, Julian. And the, the dot dash in particular, uh, I don't know why such a fan <laughs> of them. And it's just cool. Um, and, um, so I, what, the other one that I absolutely love is the, um, the business card size ones. And I, I used to buy like, uh, kind of cheaper business card sized, um, note cards of mm-hmm. eBay, which would, right. I, I suppose they're designed for, um, you know, labels for, for gifts and things like that. Um, but I, I love that kind of business card size because if you're writing a little note to put in your wallet or something like that, it was just perfect. And, you know, a lot of these cases for the notebooks, they've got, little slots for you to put your business, you know, your, your bank cards and things in. I didn't want to put my bank cards in there cause they leave my <laughs> wallet. So being able to put these little note cards in there, oh, absolutely, absolutely love it. Um, the only thing that I did, so I modified, um, my Sinclair. I took the, ah, um, yes. yeah, I took, I took <laughs> the zippers off and I replaced them with the, 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 uh, poles instead. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I know people because have definitely done that. I don't know. I, I, I loved everything about it except mm. the fact that I heard it every time yep. I picked it up. And, um, <laughs> we, we've gotten emails about that, Julian. <laughs> yeah. And so I just, I just sternly worded emails. I took the pledge. I chopped them off. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I think Andrew, Andrew, you had some, you had some pulls for some reason. So I can't remember the, why. The funny thing was that I, uh, when I ordered the seed, uh, a six from you guys, uh, Jules is like, I have a Sinclair and it, and it's a bit, you know, it makes that noise. And I was like, oh, it's interesting. Maybe I should order some spring balls. That's right. And then <laughs> I got you to buy them. And you did. And then I ended up not using them and Jules did. Um, because yeah. I was, I, I understand that it, it does, you know, it does make that noise as the, the two clash together. Um, but it does like, if you really, if I really think about it, like it's not something that I noticed, you know, I have a bag that has a, a, you know, eight zips on it or whatever. It has loads of compartments on it, and you know they don't annoy me when they rattle. And because um, it's just, it's just what that tool does. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why it did. I don't know why it did. It's, it's funny, isn't it's it? It's totally how... valid for it to, to absolutely. Yeah, it's I, I, I'm sure you guys are exactly the same, right? You, you pick up your pencil case, even if you're not going to use it, right? You pick it up and you just look at it and you hold it. Right? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes that's what you do. And there was something, there was something about you know, I would, I would see it there and I, and I pick it up and then it would just make this noise and it just, but now, now I've, I replace those. I love it. Um, I keep my, uh, my Sharpie and a couple of other pens in there, which are just perfect for, for making those kind of, you know, notes. And it's just, it's something that I can grab, I can grab it, I can unzip it and I can, uh, you know, use them straight away. Um, I don't know. I think my enjoyment of the product increased and, you know, I love the product anyway, but it definitely increased when I, when I changed that. It's, Absolutely. Then this is the thing, like everyone's different and you can modify yeah. it. You know, why not? Yeah. And I, I put the zipper poles on mine. Oh, really? I mean, I don't remove the, the physical zipper oh, because I, I, it, I don't notice it, but I just like the aesthetic and the extra mm. grabbing, grabbing area I have. But you don't replace, you don't take the, the no. actual zip off. No, I don't take I, the that's pull what, off. That's what I did. Yeah. 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 But no, yeah, I know a lot of people that do. I, I, I got quite upset um, about two days into my ownership of the, the CLA6 because I accidentally put a pen in um, one of the holders with the uh, the, the, the actual um, end basically out 
mm-hmm. and marked the, the the light uh you know uh material inside so yep. just above one of the the pen slots is a, is a small like <sighs> line and it really upsets me because i wanted to keep it beautiful for so long <laughs> and i know like these things happen and um it also adds to it but it's like the only one so far so it's not like it's yeah. you know when you've got leather and you've got loads of scratches or you know uh, it kind right. of changes it's literally just the one right now yep i i get you i i try to keep mine pristine too and then uh luckily i haven't had like a huge spill or a huge leak but i definitely have have some marks over time and i'm like yeah you know okay it's it's part of the case now and we'll get people with like completely ink stained like what are you doing with these cases and they're like oh yeah i don't care i just i i love it like that it's my case now so i'm like okay yeah that's cool i I appreciate that it's definitely part of field notes ownership as well how they they, you know, they, they, they get like when they've got the, the colored fronts and stuff and they get the, like the white marks on the, the spine, etc. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So real quick on those, um, those petite note cards, that was a happy accident to make those because, you know, we had our regular three by five index cards, you know, the regular dot dash note cards. And yeah. we decided, oh, it'd be cool if we did our business cards in that same card. And so we got that done. Like that was crazy, ridiculously expensive. I don't advise <laughs> getting like printed that type <laughs> of printed card, but it was cool. It's like we liked it. Then we just ended up using it for notes. Like we would just grab the card. The front had our information on it. The back was blank and it was gridded like we like and it was small. It was like such good for notes. And Jeff goes, well, let's just make those cards i'm like well that's dumb like i you can tell i'm i'm trying to be like the sane one here like with mike in the podcast but apparently i'm wrong a lot and it's probably one of our uh, our our single most popular products like it's crazy how popular those little cards I, are yeah I'm, I'm not surprised i'm not surprised i wonder i wonder if you did if if you did any searching it's like because so, i actually wrote a uh, i used to write more regularly about stationery on my website and um, I wrote about how I was using the business card size um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, cards at the time. And right at the bottom, I put, oh, I just wish someone who made a really good one like Notco would make one of these. <laughs> and it's just there at the bottom. And it's like, oh, my, my wish has come true. You know, this is this is what I wanted. And it's yeah. happened. So I don't know if you guys did a search and went, yeah, look, no, people are asking for it. I mean, the reason I'll, I'll be perfectly honest, the reason why it doesn't exist is because it's expensive, right? We can't like it's smaller. It's like a third of the size, but we almost have to charge about the same price because they, they cost a lot to make the smaller things you print, the the yeah. less cost benefit you get. Um, so like we chart, we actually have to, they're relatively pricey, I think, but there's, there's such, they're so useful that people get hooked on them. So it worked out well. Yeah, sorry. I just I had to do a bit of follow up there. So this is this is what I wrote back. In, <laughs> um, let me have a look at the date. So this is this is February um, twenty sixteen. Um, so I, I wrote a post about how I use them. I said, but finally, I would like to see this this size of card gain more of a following. It'd be fantastic to see a company like Notco produce their dot dash cards in business card sizes. What? They're probably my favorite of the three by five note cards on the market. But I've yet to find anything of this quality in the business card size and 
you most certainly make them exactly the same quality in that size now. That was that was me back in um, well, 2016. And, I think we yeah, got to give you full nothing. credit for that then. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't I, know the, about that. the checks in the mail. <laughs> oh, okay, then. It's See, got lots seeing... of ze- it's got lots of zeros in it, just no regular numbers. Yeah, no regular numbers. <laughs> uh, I think for my, for my final question, anyway, um, we've spoken quite a bit, obviously, about fountain pens and getting into them. Uh, for clarity and the single pen, single fountain pen, oh, sorry, what is the single fountain pen that you would suggest for someone to try as their first uh, fountain pen? Ooh, I think we're going to, well, I'll, I will go back to the Twisby Eco. Right. And there's a couple of choices in that market. The Lamy Safari's there and the Pilot Metropolitan's there. Um, I think the Pilot Metropolitan is like that first pen that we recommend for like a beginner that wants to try it. It comes with cartridges, so it's easier to fill it with ink. Mm. Um, I like the Twisby Eco better if you're willing to commit to buying a bottle of ink. So those are kind of the two, you know, it depends on how deep down the rabbit hole you get. (laughs) The Pilot Metropolitan (laughs) is such high quality for the price um, even though we just talked about on our podcast that they're actually raising the price because it was too good of a price uh, for 2019. But for someone who hasn't used a fountain pen, if they pick up a Pilot Metropolitan, it feels special. And mm. it's a really good price point, and it's a really high-quality nib, and it's really easy to use because you can just pop cartridges in and out of it um, as opposed to the Twisby Eco, which... I would prefer in a vacuum, but it's not the most pure beginner friendly type mm-hmm. of fountain pen. So you're probably looking at the Pilot Metropolitan, which I would choose over the Lamy Safari because the, the Safari gets into a couple of different areas that can be particular. One, it has a molded grip section, which means it has like a ridge for your fingers to fit like a theoretical proper mm-hmm. writing grip. Not everyone has that type of grip, so that can be a problem for some people. And two, even their finest nibs write pretty wide in my book. Like, I can use their extra fine nibs. They're still really wide. So if someone's been using, like, a Pentel Intergel, like a 0.7 gel ink pen, like, even the finest Lamy might be wider than that. So that's a negative for some people. So the the two nibs that I have for my two Lamys, one's a fine and the other one's the extra fine. And... um. I can't decide between the two of them which one I actually like the most. I like them both. Uh, they they definitely feel different. Um but I, I it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to decide, but the mm-hmm. I like the fine end of um mm-hmm. of the fountain pen uh, nibs and I think Andrew probably would as well. Yeah, and I think just with the nibs on Pilot, even if you they have offer the Metropolitan and fine and medium and I think they've actually expanded that on the to extra fine and broad, but I think most of them are fine and medium nibs. Either one of those is going to be finer than probably any Lamy Safari extra fine, I would mm. guess. So it get it it brings about a more expected writing experience right out the gate for some if someone's never ever used a fountain pen. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's funny you mentioned the word uh, the, the term rabbit hole here because I actually I literally wrote in this document that I'm reading about these questions is is uh the fountain pen rabbit hole and difficulty with things <laughs> keeping it clean and choosing customizations. I mm-hmm. also I also wrote about how um, 
from my perspective at least these these things get really kind of expensive especially the ones that you guys uh do talk about sometimes like uh you you i think on episode uh, 333 you discussed the the chaos pen yeah. <laughs> oh, that thing. And I just yeah. found that I found that hilarious. I was like, "Oh, this sounds really interesting." And I googled it, and mm. I just laughed. Like I was like, yeah. "Like, I, I, and there's no like, if you like that thing, then then great." I, but I was just yeah. like, "Wow!" Like this is like exactly the opposite of what I'd be into. Yes, yeah, that is that is ex- that is the the polar opposite of of the kind of thing that that you would be wanting to look it's for. It's so yeah. so pen. garish and <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's been that's been one of those recurring topics throughout the years of the podcast that keeps coming back. Like it, a pen, I don't know, it's been around five, six, seven years or something like that. And about once a year, someone will write an article about just how <laughs> how odd and funny it is, and like the promotional videos for it. Someone will like come across this, like go on this Sylvester Stallone deep dive and run across <laughs> this, and it's just hilarious. So, um, but my, my yeah, Mike and I got to. Uh, got to try one out here in, in New York and you know our, our opinions changed a little bit like we got it now like mm. where before we were it was just like a full-on it's like what is happening here like you know what is what is this pen it's ridiculous and then we met a guy who has one and it's like I get it I see why this guy has this pen and it's perfect for him and that's <laughs> yeah. awesome and that's what it's all about like this stuff is so personal mm. like and it doesn't matter how much things are or how much you spend like there's three dollar pens that would trounce three hundred dollar pens just depending on how you use things um so yes we do sometimes buy expensive things Mm -hmm. but we really try not to get hung up on in the cost of stuff yeah Um, yeah yeah. just because there's so many good products out there there's so much for anyone out there and you know someone like me you know, my job is to help you find the one that works best for you. And it could be a $3 pen. You know, it's probably not going to be a $300 <laughs> pen. You're probably not coming to me. Um, if you're in that price range, you already know what you want, but, uh, we can find you something pretty good for, for pretty cheap and change your writing experience. Just like the jet stream. I definitely think if you've got the, the chaos pen, you need the watch to match just to, to really go for it. Yeah, for that sure. Thing you need all well. the things. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that about does it for this episode of the Mavis Podcast. Thank you so, so much for joining us, Brad Dowdy. Uh, where can people oh, find great. you? You can find me at penaddict.com, and I'm on Twitter at Dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M, and on Instagram as penaddict. You know, the, the one place I got the good name, but uh, I can't get it on Twitter now. <laughs> I think you're going to have to buy the domain, the, the true penaddict as well, if that's not already <laughs> I'll work on that. <laughs> Uh, awesome so you can you can find the show notes for today's episode at mavispodcast.com slash 28 you can tweet us questions uh, at mavispodcast on twitter so we can answer those in the show uh, you can find julian on twitter at julian k and i'm at andrew hathaway thanks again brad dowdy really really great episode thank you all so much for having me you want to talk about the kurtoga i yeah literally <laughs> i just want to just... how did i know that <laughs> <laughs> I literally just want to. I just. I literally just want to. I don't know. Say something nice about the Kuratoga just for a second, and then just it deserves it. it. The end. Um, because you know we gave we gave so much love to the uh, to the to the jet stream, but the Kuratoga mm-hmm. is that was totally planned. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm just going to say what my favorite thing. Uh, so you know the Kuratoga Advance. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with it, Brad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's got the. 
that kind of change in the kind of tip at the end. Right. And it's got like the, it's like rounded and it goes in um, as you write. So you yes. never kind of get that scratchy thing. I want that in the roulette's body. <laughs> yeah, mm. I'm with you. That's that, it. That's all, that's all I want to say. If anyone's listening, they can make it happen. <laughs> that's I'm what I want. surprised they haven't done it yet because that, that, that pipe technology is the newer technology like that just started happening in the past couple years uh after the kuratoga launch so they're just getting in on that now so i i'd imagine they're going to have a premium barrel with that with like all the features in it i I can't i can't wait because i've been using a a, because i I use the roulette as Mm -hmm. as my main pencil for for the longest time um but i switched it and i love it because it's got the the i mean i know it's only partly metal but it's got that more premium feel and I switched back to one of the, you know, full on plasticky ones just because the advance has that updated tip. And oh, I want, but I want everything. Why can't they just make it everything? Why can't <laughs> because they, they got to sell Why? you another one. They got to sell you a second one and a third one. Well, I'm willing to buy the second <laughs> and the third one too. I mean, I've got, I've got about four Kuratoga roulettes mm, at least. Nice. And, and that's not to mention the, the, the other Kuratogas I have. It's such a good pencil. It's like, that's one of those stationary products where you tell someone how this works and they call BS on it, right? And this is one of those things that genuinely works. It's really, really good. 